0: Hi! Hi! Welcome to Twin Time. I'm Kristen. I'm Ange.
1: And we've been best friends for 13 years. Sounds right. And we talk pretty much every single day and decided that with both of us being people that... Talk about issues that I feel like the average 30-something-year-old woman's going through um, and tend to be people that value high-level communication. Why not start a podcast, um, especially with both of us having blogs and having, like, a bit of an online presence already? Yeah, why not? I am 33, and my birthday's February 13th. Um, part of why we call each other twin is because we're both Aquarians. Um, Ange's birthday is on the 10th, and we're born same year, um, so we're literally three days apart, and we're flabbergasted that we hadn't, like, met each other sooner in undergrad. Yeah, absolutely.
0: My name's Ange, and I am also 33, as you just learned. I have, um, I'm a mom. Yes. To a three-year-old boy, and he's amazing.
1: We love so. Um,
0: As Twin already mentioned, um, we both have blogs, so part-time blogger, mm-hmm. part-time digital marketer, and part-time um, podcaster now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, this is our very first podcast. We do not have a full-blown production team. We are recording this. From my MacBook. Um, so excuse any awkwardness as we just get adjusted to figuring out what works best um and the best ways to kind of do this setup. We happen to be in the same place for the recording of this first one, but with me splitting my time between the Bay in LA and Ange living in Washington, frequently when we record these, we'll be doing it virtually. Um, so even if we're on screen, it'll be like on screen via like facetime or some podcasting app that we have not discovered yet <laughs> um and then whenever we are in person then we will try our best to be sure that we carve out some time to record in person as well um what can they expect from us on this podcast One mm,
0: honesty um i think that while there's a lot of things that we do agree on um which is part of why we call each other twin um we don't agree on everything Mm -hmm. and we're pretty good at being um open to the other person's opinion so
1: absolutely I think
0: that's important
1: definitely and I think that there's something really important about being able to like be honest with someone um and not expect someone to just always agree with you and there's a way to be like honest or disagree with someone that you love and like a respectful way and I think that part of why we've worked out so long together it's because we don't like enter conversations expecting the other person to agree with us as much as we expect the other person to just like hold space for us, respect us um, and kind of just like honor where we're coming from. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that you'll hear a lot about our like current interest and things that are like bringing joy for us. Um, whether that be we both have been on like a pretty heavy physical fitness kick in the last year or two. Um, we both enjoy cooking and like hosting. Definitely. Um, and then I also think that we enjoy just like pouring into our friendships, which we'll talk about a bit today. Um, and not just our friendships with one another, but friendships <laughs> with other people too. Even though There's
0: other people. There
1: are other people even though <laughs> you would more or less think that I only talk to Ange. <laughs> um, um because we Ange is the friend that I talk to the most frequently, most consistently. Um and I'm really grateful that like over the years our schedules have just like lined up for that to be the case, especially during the season of both of our lives. Um and then you'll also hear from us about shows that we both watch. We overlap for I'd say like fifty to sixty percent of the TV that we both watch. Mostly in the reality TV sector. We're both big Bravo fans. So you'll hear about whatever's going on on Bravo and our hot takes on that. Um, and you can expect to hear about like travel, um, mental health and emotional health things, other relationship things. Um, and then, of course, if you all submit any questions, yeah. you'll also hear answers to that. And so um, we are recording this um, the first full week of December. Um, we don't know whether you'll be hearing this towards the end of December or beginning of January but keep that in mind when you're listening and then once the new year starts we'll be hearing things no later than like a week after we've recorded them Um, so you might hear us talk about some holiday things and maybe like the holidays are over but at this point in time they were not
0: yes I also think it's really important to mention that it'll be fun, because we have, even though you're in the mental health space with your career, mm-hmm. um, so you have that perspective on everything. Um, being a mom, I have that perspective on things, so yes. it's it's kind of fun when there's topics that we're both very interested in, but have that different lens to share.
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention that. I'm a marriage and family therapist. Yeah. Um, I work at our alma mater, um, Santa Clara University, which is where the two of us met um, back in summer of 2010, I believe it was, and um, I pretty much like asked Ange out on like an <laughs> awkward friend date, and I'm um, very much someone that did not believe that I really needed to meet any more new people, because I already had a lot of friends, and then once I met Ange, I was like, man, that would have been terrible if I had been closed off to this, because... We immediately clicked and we've pretty much been attached to the hip ever since. Totally. What? We saw a movie. Eat, Pray, pray love. love.
0: Yes, Eat, Pray, Love. We
1: loved, I especially love Julia Roberts. She um, loves Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is up there for me with like Meryl Streep, Carrie Washington. There's a few of them, but yeah. I've always loved Julia. My middle name is Julia, so that yeah. might be part of it. Yeah, it's cute. Anyway. Um, are we thinking about starting heavier, like, boundary setting is one of our topics for today, friendships in your 30s is one of our topics for today, and then of course our Bravo happenings for the week. let
0: mm. let's talk friendships
1: first. Okay. I think my philosophy has always been that your friendships are essentially your chosen family. Yeah. Um, I grew up with watching both a mom and a grandmother that really poured in to their friendships heavily and not just girlfriends too like my grandmother had friends of the opposite sex um, both friends that were like couple friends for her and my grandfather or just friends of her own um, even into her 60s, my grandmother was still doing girls trips to Vegas once a year with like the same core girlfriend group. Um, My mom, I watched her growing up have friends that she had had since like junior high or even like her last year of elementary school. Um, those are people that I call aunts and uncles now, um, present day. And so I think when I was growing up, I kind of just approached friendship in the same way. and especially once I got to college. Like, I think I went to an all-girl high school, so I had maybe like less guy friends than than I do currently, but I think that seeing my mom model that was really important. And once I got to undergrad, and of course you're going to school with boys too, and um, I was like an RA in the dorms and immediately made so many guy friends too, and worked in the car industry after that, made even more guy friends because I was often one of the only women like on our team um, and I just felt like if I'm gonna be away from home I want like a core group a core network of people um, that make this feel like a home away from home right. and I think that the older that I've gotten the more that I've realized like holy shit it takes like a lot of intentionality to maintain these friendships and to also like grow and build them and make them even stronger and better um and I think that my friendship with you is one of the ones where we've each had to be even more intentional because we've only actually lived in the same location as one another for like maybe two years of our friendship out of all 13 yeah um there was a point in time where we were both in the bay but like I was in the south bay and she was like In San Francisco and so that's like an hour with no traffic and so even then I think it took like a bit more effort and planning and really trying to figure out like how do we still stay dialed in with one another
0: yeah I think that's true for sure and we've I mean there's been uh, chapters where we definitely had to schedule every single call
1: Oh yeah, and always I always rem- made
0: sure to do that.:
1: Yeah, I remember our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five to 5:30 5 slot yeah. that we did for like a year.:
0: Yeah, and that's just what worked. Mm-hmm. I always think it's really um, admirable, though, the number of friendships that you keep alive and well because <laughs> I have a lot less friends than her, so you know, it's easier for me. You have a lot.
1: I would say I do have a lot of friends, for sure. Um, Thank you for that, by the way. I. True. But I also think that, like, I have an increased space for that as someone that, like, like I don't have children. Yeah. I'm not in, like, a serious relationship. Like, I haven't ever moved out of state. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I've moved back and forth between the Bay and L.A. multiple times, but it's, like, I think about the fact that you've hopped around to, like, three different states, multiple locations within certain states, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, I've essentially lived in, like, two places. Like, I'll call the Bay one space because even within different parts of the Bay, it's always been within, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I've lived within essentially the same distance in L.A. too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like, you're managing, like, growing up in Washington, Bay Area, California vibes, Arizona, the, that life, back to Washington. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a lot of bouncing around. Yeah, I've moved a lot. You've moved a lot. What would you say are ways that, like, you've been able to maintain these friendships and relationships especially in your 30s and as a mom, and I guess Mm -hmm. for timeline, Ange was, like, pretty much found that she was pregnant right before COVID started. Yeah. And then spent all of her pregnancy on, like, hardcore lockdown to ensure that she was not going to, like, infect herself or her baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And then had her baby in fall of 2020. Um, And so... I would argue that, like, the challenges were even more substantial for you than they were for, like, the average person that, like, wasn't taking pregnancy or a newborn into consideration.
0: Mm, that's hard. Well, I don't think I've always showed up the same way. Mm. Um, I think it kind of depends on your phase of life, and I, some of my closest friends and longest-standing friendships, we've gone in waves, right? Mm. So... It's okay that sometimes we won't go a month or two months without talking. Right. It just depends on the friendship. But, like, that would never happen in our friendship because that's just not our cadence. Yeah. So, I think it's meeting each friend where they're at and figuring out what works for your friendship.
1: I love that. So, it's, like, very much like, this is not a one-size-fits-all approach.
0: It can't be. Everyone doesn't have the same needs.
1: No, they certainly do not. Um, I used to think it was a big deal when Ange was living in Arizona, when her mom would come to visit, and, like, maybe we didn't talk for a lengthy call for, like, 10 days or 12 days, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this feels like an eternity, because we, at that point of our lives, were on very much, like, we pretty much talked five days a week, which is more or less where we are now, too, um, and so... I think it is important to like acknowledge that different friendships require different things and there are other people that I would say are very much in my inner circle and that I'm as close to as I am to Ange Mm -hmm. who maybe we touch base like one day a week because like that's the stage of life that we're both in right now and that's what works for us.
0: I think it also makes a difference that um, I am a stay-at-home mom so Mm. you know the work that I do is from home and it is part-time so it means that you can call me on a free moment from work, you know in in between meetings i have more what just flexibility that way so yes. i think that makes a difference too
1: but then it's also been interesting as someone that is friends with Ange to be like okay like enzo's needs have changed in the last six months like yeah. he's started preschool in the last six months or I remember when he went from being like a baby baby to being like oh you're really verbal now or like now you can move around while you're on our calls Mm -hmm. and now that he's three it's like the vibe is even more different because now it's like I'll say like I have a call with like twin and my nephew because I feel like if I'm calling her and Enzo is home then it is going to be a call where like the three of us are engaged in a conversation
0: yeah Yes, okay, so that's a big part of it, too. It's um, I have a lot of friends that I don't, well, I don't have a lot of friends, but other <laughs> friendships I have, I have <laughs> some of my friends that I don't get to speak to as regularly, so I'm not scheduling calls when Enzo is going to be chiming in all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so you know that on your and my calls, that's just, you're, you're, that's just part of it
1: but I also think that for so many years um, and this is one of my favorite things about my friendship with you is that we truly just like do so many things together as a unit and like just live life together so it's like when we lived in the same place it wasn't uncommon to be like oh twin like I'm gonna do a closet purge can you just like come over and keep me company while that's happening and so I feel like I just view Enzo being there, I'm like, this is her life now. Like, mm-hmm. she's a mom. And so, if I don't want to not be able to be in regular contact with her, right. then, like, I'm going to engage with him and, like, pretend as if, like, we were all in the living room together at, like, one of our homes. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, selfishly, I love it because Enzo knows exactly who I am. Like, as a very young kid like at one years old he like affiliated the FaceTime sound with me calling because yeah. like that was the frequency even when we lived in different states Um and I think that that's like so special and so important Um and I also think that in my 30s um, and I think that both Ange and I have had this experience specifically in the last year actually we've both like reconnected with people that maybe we were closer with in our teens or our 20s and I think that sometimes like you circle back with people in different cycles of your life and um I feel like one of our college crews got back together recently Mm -hmm. uh, this past summer and that was really beautiful and like I just felt really restored after that time together um I reconnected with a high school best friend recently and that was really great um And I think to just, like, not rule things out and not think that just because you're not in touch with someone every day doesn't mean that they don't, like, have a significance in your life.
0: Totally. And also remembering that just because someone isn't at the exact same spot as you, Mm. the your chapter doesn't have to look the same to still have a really beautiful relationship. I mean, arguably ours isn't the same. No. And we're still super close. So I think remembering that, too. Like, just because a friend maybe doesn't have a kid, that doesn't rule them out for me as being someone who I can have a great relationship with.
1: I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I have a friend Haley that I went to grammar school with and I absolutely adore her and her husband and their daughter, um, Charlie is just the freaking cutest. She's so cute. Like, to die for. Literally looks like a little doll and just is so animated. Um, And Haley said recently that and she's told me this both in person when we've been hanging out on her couch at home or um, she talked about this recently on her blog, but she said that, like, so many people just, like, stopped contacting her Mm. once she became a mom and that she actually found, like, the first couple months of her mom life, like, quite lonely in the friendship Mm. department because it was, like, she was kind of the first of her group to have kids. Yeah. And... She was like, it's like I just stopped getting invited to things. It's like no one even considered that maybe Haley's mom would come over and watch Charlie. It was like, oh, you're a mom now. Like, we're good. We don't have anything in common. And it's like, give Haley the option to say no or to say that she's unavailable because I still see Haley multiple times a year, even though we don't even live in the same place. Well, yeah. But it's like, I've just. Understood that like the way that we see each other might look different right so the last time I saw her a few weeks back I went over to her and Daniel's new house and spent some time with Charlie before Charlie her daughter was put to bed and then me her and Daniel sat and drank a bottle of champagne on the couch had some
0: adult time had
1: some adult time and it's like that was still quality time but I think it really speaks to like meeting your friends where they are
0: yeah, also, like, you know, pre-having a kid, I wanted to be invited to everything, but I probably was going to say no to 50%, so I'm definitely worse now, but, <laughs> but like, still invite me. Right. Like, I want to be included. Like, moms still want to be included, even if they can't possibly imagine staying up Valley.
1: Yes, or sometimes <laughs> things require just, like, extra planning, yeah. so it's, like... We're filming this in Washington right now. And yeah. this trip has been planned for months. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, Ange made arrangements to be sure that Enzo could have like childcare vibes while Enzo's dad's at work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but with the appropriate notice, right. more planning can happen. And then that increases the likelihood of like your friends who are moms being able to show up and attend things.
0: 100%. Yeah very important
1: point yes (laughs) um i also think that this kind of segues into like the boundaries vibe okay um i think that like i've had to be more aware of boundaries whether you've made them explicit or not okay um with you being a mom okay because i'm like okay like Maybe old me wouldn't have thought it was a big deal to call you unplanned mm. at 10 p.m. Mm. And it's like, Mom, you can't have your phone ringing at 10 p.m. Yeah. That's that's just not the vibe. And so it's like I feel like that's like a lighter boundary, but the yeah. boundary nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't ever have my phone on a ringer. Period. So, I mean, I would just wouldn't get your call. <laughs> but yeah things shift you know And I've noticed um I've always been with my family especially like the person who if someone talks about an event or just something to do I'm there Mm -hmm. I've always been that way and since having my son I'm still that person but if the start time is you know one o'clock and that would mess up his nap like I will not be there until his nap is over. So those are the main types of boundaries I've had to set in life with friends and family um, since having a kid.
1: Totally. And then I think, for me, it's been more like boundaries around work,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, boundaries around family dynamics. Like, um, I'm the oldest kid and oldest grandkid. Yeah. And I think that that just comes with like a certain set of responsibilities. And then I think many of my other therapist friends often like me have like served as like mediators for their families um, over the years and having to set clearer boundaries with like my parents, for example, who are, you know, separated and being like, I want to be able to show up as your daughter Excuse me, a little burp there. Drink a little <laughs> champagne before this. Um, and not as your therapist. Yeah. Um, or being like, I'm not going to be playing the middleman. Like, your phone numbers haven't changed in three or four fucking decades. Like, <laughs> text or call one another. Like, do yeah. not text or call me with this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I say it in a kinder way than that with less profanity. Um, but I think frequently when you're one of the only people in your life that is doing boundary setting, the people on the receiving end of you setting those boundaries feel like it's, like, oppressive or, like, offensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as your new friendly therapist (laughs) and um, as people that have been practicing boundary setting for a long time, we're here to tell you that just because something is unfamiliar to someone else doesn't mean that you were doing the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, Uh, 100%.
1: And you will get resistance when you're initially setting those boundaries, and that does not mean that you shouldn't still be setting them. And I think that the right people, especially after you've been doing it consistently for, let's say, a year or two years, the right people stick around even once you've put those new boundaries into place. Um, and so one of mine is that, like, I don't have push notifications for emails for my work Gmail account mm-hmm. because I know that at two in the morning when I'm still awake I would be the person still responding to those emails yeah
0: no absolutely similarly it's like one of my boundaries is since having a child I don't have notifications my phone doesn't even buzz like nothing unless I'm not with my child and that's rare but that's the only time that that shifts because my time with him is priceless so that's one of those boundaries I've set too so yeah I mean I think over the years that we've done a lot better about, like, protecting our energy.
1: And being, like, less apologetic about doing so. I think that, like, initially, you know, I had a boss who now I'm really great friends with. Her name's Galena. Who had us do, like, a series of challenges and, like, New Year, I guess, like, intentions. Not, like, resolutions. And my new year intention was to like practice saying the word no more because i used to just say yes to absolutely everything no matter how spent that made me and then after doing a year of saying no my following year i did a year of saying no without feeling guilty about saying no because saying no was so foreign to me that like i actually didn't feel great that year initially and it took me a while to get into a groove of it, and now I'm like a toddler, and that is my favorite fucking word.
0: It is. It is. But I'm proud of you for that, because it is so important. No one else can protect your peace. You have to do that yourself.
1: Say that louder for the people in the <laughs>
0: No back. one else can protect your peace!
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, you have to show up for you. I'm a big Lakers fan. Um, That's not why I wore this yellow scarf. I just love this scarf. But... Um, I always say that, like, Kobe did not spend 20 years with the best franchise ever, not looking out for his star player, which is himself. And yeah. so while self-prioritization and selfishness are not synonymous, self-prioritization is certainly something that I recommend to anyone and everyone. Absolutely. I'll say that we're going to wrap up with talking a bit about what we are currently watching on Bravo. Okay. So, where we overlap is Winter House, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Southern Charm, and Southern Hospitality. By the time this airs, I think Winter House might already be in like yeah. finale land, so we're not even going to cover that. Um, if you're ever looking to like DM me or talk on the side, I also watch. Potomac um, that's currently airing Married to Medicine and Real Housewives of Miami Um, but I would say that Beverly Hills Salt Lake um, and the Southern Charming Hospitalities have not been disappointing us this season we actually just watched Southern Hospitality right before this aired yes Wow. shook (laughs) shook at the fact that Maddie didn't see this coming, but also, we're like, I think on some level, I do still feel bad for her because I'm like, I do. Because I think that you know, you want to see the best in someone that you love,
0: been there,
1: been there, we all have, <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone right. Has.
1: And then I think there was almost this like, and Angie and I have talked about this a lot, both like in our own lives and with my clients. Um, where I'm like in friends, too, where it's like sometimes you think that, like, because of the growth that you've done, that the other person has also done comparable growth. and my grandmother used to talk about like when you're in a relationship, you hope that you grow like this and get closer and closer together. but sometimes you do this, yeah, and sometimes it's like that, and then this person's stuck here, and you're still mm-hmm. and I think that they probably did this because it doesn't seem like. Trevor did any growth at all, and it seems like she's, you know, jeopardized a lot of her other relationships. And her job. And her job.
0: Yeah.
1: By dealing with him, and it's like, and for what?
0: Very disappointing. Sad. Also, so sad about Mia.
1: We love her. She's our favorite. favorite girl in the class.
0: Favorite.
1: It's not even close.
0: No. no yeah. Not close.
1: Like... If I was assigning a grade, they'd be like, we left me 100%, and anyone else is like an 85 or lower. Correct. For the girls.
0: Yeah. 100%. So, but also...
1: She was disrespectful as fuck.
0: She was so disrespectful, but we weren't that mad about it.
1: We we understood it.
0: We were like, uh, 20-something us maybe could have been in that same
1: situation. 25 and under us, 100% would have been in that situation.
0: And would have also
1: been, like, that's what the fuck it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: Anyway. But also, Mia does have the luxury of being able to pop off a bit because, like, this is, like, her for fun job.
0: Right. Which is why it's great to have a for fun job that you can just, if it's no longer working out, leave. (laughs) Cut ties.
1: (sighs) Beverly Hills. Yeah, let's cover that real quick. The person in me can empathize with Kyle. The therapist really empathizes with Kyle because I'm like, at the end of the day, I do believe what my grandmother used to say, which is like, no matter the age of your kids, your kids are always your kids. Like, they may not be a kid anymore, but they are still your kids. And I believe that like when Kyle is operating and talking about her marriage, she's operating from like a... I need to be protective over what my kids are going to be exposed to.
0: 100%. Right? Yes. And, like,
1: what, like, trauma this could, like, inevitably cause them. And I also think that people forget that, like, Portia just had, like, her bat mitzvah. Like, all the other ones are grown, grown. But, like, yeah. Portia very much is still, like, a little teenager. And yeah. so she has to, like, still go to school and hear what people are saying to her and Obviously, we live in the land of technology. That's how we're talking to you right now. And Portia could just, like, tap on her little iPhone and find whatever. Um, And I also believe that when you've spent decades with someone, like, on some level, you are always family, and there is just, like, that connection there, and you do have these kids together. Um, But then the viewer in me is like, Kyle... You've come really hard for some other people in past seasons. Yeah. Weren't respectful of boundaries that they were trying to set. At all. And now, all of a sudden, you want this grace that you weren't offering people, including understanding, and, like, we don't always agree on, like, the LVP vibe, Lisa Vanderpump, for those of you who do not (laughs) watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and that's something that we'll have to get into deeper on another podcast when we're not going to a brunch directly after. Um But it's like, I felt like Kyle, especially during LVPs last season, did not grant her grace about virtually anything, Mm -hmm. including the death of her brother. Right. And now Kyle's going through grief, loss, and trauma around the suicide of her best, one of her childhood best friends. And it's like, and you're not acting like yourself, Kyle, and you want everyone to understand that you were not you right now. But when Lisa was like in the trenches, where, where were you? Right. Grilling her yeah not understanding the vibes
0: yeah it's a little bit karma it, it's it's just listen it's reality tv karma coming right back to her it's
1: not fun to learn lessons this way
0: i wouldn't want to do it on tv personally
1: Period. but we're the
0: viewers so we just get to talk about we
1: just get to talk it. about it <laughs> um we say all the time that like we could never be on the reality show Never. It's just not the vibe. Like, this is as close as you're going to get to a reality show for either of us.
0: You just have to be way too filtered to come out alive.
1: <laughs> and we just prefer authenticity always, so that's, that's really the vibe.
0: And sometimes it doesn't sound good.
1: So. Especially if you're an Aquarius. Shout out to all the Aquarians out <laughs> there. And yes. like, my mom says my tongue is sharp. Yeah. Um... I think I'm really excited about, like, Erica James' vibe this season. Me I think too.
0: We haven't even talked we about that. We haven't this. talked about that. I
1: think part of it is because I felt like she had to protect her marriage to a certain degree. And, like, that's a partnership. I get that. But I think that we're seeing, like, the most Erica Erica yeah. in terms of, like, rawness, vulnerability. Like empatheticness compassion like um stepping into like her boss bitch era with her vegas residency yeah. like single erica in her early 50s but looking like she's 40 max
0: yeah. it's, it's a vibe it's it's nice and i like that she's at a space where she doesn't seem so on the defensive
1: yes like
0: she can just
1: hear... the courtship being done
0: yeah like, i think
1: has allowed her to be like I don't have to defend.
0: Everything's not an attack. Yeah. And she sees that and everything's not a reason to get into a fight. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's like, she's very likable this season. Beyond. Yeah.
1: Um, also love like her and Garcelle, like finding their footing yes. again. Yes, yes. And I think it speaks a lot to like both Erica's accountability. Yeah. And Garcelle's ability to forgive when she has seen in the flesh, like, changes being made.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think we can both agree. Our least favorite part about Garcelle is her best friendship with Sutton because Sutton is actual trash. So bad. Like. So bad. Keep her on the show because she's good TV. I would never even want to sit and have a cup of coffee with her. She, yeah. You actually, I don't think you could pay me. I don't know how much you'd have to pay me to sit across from her. I'm like, are you putting... You know a year's worth of her husband's alimony to her in my bank account directly, <laughs> if you're not, then like,
0: yeah, I'm not really good she's for it. never been someone who I enjoyed, but this
1: season she's an extra terrible,
0: yeah, she's just been bad.
1: the name it episode, yeah i I was like, are you okay?
0: I was like kyle actually has a lot of restraint let's give her some credit where credit kyle's down.
1: growth i was like shout out to your therapist shout out to you working out shout out to you not drinking because i never thought that i could see kyle be so regulated emotionally in a situation where like even someone that is emotionally dis or normally emotionally regulated would just pop off oh yeah i wanted I to deck sutton on.
0: yeah for <laughs> her it was so bad it was so bad
1: feeling bad about the dorit pk disconnect yes um therapist me is like uh like you aren't understanding the complexities of her ptsd and like i think mom you Mm. especially that scene when she was like i saw my like children's life ending like i like i'm not a mom and that took my breath away
0: absolutely yeah, I want Dory to have some more compassion towards her, but it's also understandable that it's a hard, it's it's hard to to get it. Really get what she's going
1: through. Yeah, because he wasn't there.
0: And also, just he's on the mom. Being a mom is, gosh, it's.
1: And obviously, I respect all moms. Um, I just do think that there is something different about when you carry a child. Yeah. And grow it inside of you. Like, it's like they are quite literally a part of you.
0: There's like studies about the fetal cells, like, still being in your body yes. 20, 30 years later, even yeah. after giving birth. So your children are literally a part of you. Yes. I love like yeah.
1: that. Um, Some
0: feel good moments.
1: Truly. <laughs> love seeing Crystal kind of like let loose a bit more this season I think like this is going to be like a good year for her really interested in the storyline about her brother and his ex-fiance just like the complexities of that
0: nervous for her about
1: that I am I also think that there's like a cultural component um I've definitely served a lot of Asian clients over the years and we both have some Asian best friends too and like this idea that your family is, like, the family that you're born into and, like, almost, like, a harder time grasping the fact that, like, you also create a family when you um, are in a relationship with someone and you're going towards marriage or are married. Um, So I'm wondering if that will play out at all during this season. Um, I guess circling back to Garcelle, I also just love the relationship she has with her sons.
0: Yeah. Um, Some hard conversations happening.
1: But, like, devastatingly beautiful that they're able to have them. Totally. Not loving this new housewife, Anne-Marie. agree with Crystal that she talks too much. Yeah. I've also read some things about her that I don't like. Y'all will find them out later. Yeah. She,
0: yeah, she's too much already.
1: We'll round out with... I'm like, we're doing bad on time, I think. We'll round out with... We'll do a quick Salt Lake, and then we'll round out with Southern Charm
0: oh my gosh no that's too much is it too much it's too much okay you you're know, gonna have to hear our thoughts next okay
1: time. <laughs> i was like we will not do southern charm <laughs> you know what we won't do any of the south because we also are not gonna cover i guess we covered southern hospitality but you haven't even watched this week southern charm in four no so we'll skip nice. that salt lake they should have given meredith a fucking room with a bathtub <laughs> as a bath taker bath takers but yeah. especially me i live in the tub yeah don't give me a fucking room without a bathtub especially if i'm like near death i'm swaddled like baby jesus in the blanket in the middle of like a summer island vibe and like you can't even give me a room with a tub to warm up when i was like trying to defrost in the van like shout out to monica for actually carrying a check in on her even though no one gave meredith a room
0: yeah i agree i agree with that i i did feel bad for meredith In that moment, also though, I think maybe no one felt that bad because it was like self-induced.
1: Yes, it was like the accidental like taking taking two two of like whatever pill that was. Um,
0: So it's kind of similar, like when someone has a really bad hangover, and they, I'm kind of like,
1: well, maybe don't don't
0: drink that much. Don't drink that much. And as someone who has had a lot of bad hangovers, I'm not at all.
1: There's no, in shade. there's no judgment. No
0: judgment, but, like, but you knew you, you on shouldn't you. have had
1: the ten tequila shots. Right,
0: that's on you.
1: Um, grateful for you all for tuning in. This will be the first of many episodes. Um, we'll probably only be in person together like once a quarter because that's about how frequently we see each other in person. Um, but in the meantime, feel free to follow me on Instagram at ktapthat. My last name is Tabin. This is not like a sexual innuendo. <laughs> Um, and my blog is keepupwithktap.com
0: And I'm Ange. My Instagram is at Angelica Adebar, And my blog is AngelicaRenee dot com.
1: She's Ange with a J and not Ooh. a G. Yes, yes. That's the better way to spell it, anyway. um You can expect to see slash hear from us. I'd say at least twice a month, but the goal is four times a month. Mm-hmm. um And we appreciate you tuning in.
0: Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.